Grace Martial Arts Fellowship began in 1990, went online with a website in 1995 and began publishing newsletters to the Christian martial arts community in 1998. Because of the quality of information found in those early newsletter articles and the fact they are no longer available online, we've decided to republish many of them in the coming weeks and months. Our hope is that a new generation of Christian martial artists will be blessed by the wisdom of those who were on the narrow path before them. GMF Newsletter August 1999 Thoughts from the Master Greater than if any man desires to be first, the same shall be last of all, and servant of all. Greater than. Greater than Jesus Christ. Greater than. Greater than for, brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Greater than. Greater than the Apostle Paul. Master Notes. We are pleased to bring you the third installment of the testimony of Dr. Karl Marx, Grand Master of Keichu Du Karate of Santa Maria, California. Dr. Marx passed into the presence of the Lord he loved so much in 2013. Well, God in His infinite wisdom had a plan for me. I just was too busy sinning, and being a secure pain in the neck. Mr. Super Jerk, that was me. I could not hear that small still voice, because I was shouting too loudly about myself, me, 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 kind of stuff. You know, when God wants to get our attention he can get it, one way or another. In my case anxiety attacks and panic attacks got my attention fast. With all the walking, pacing back and forth. Folks, this kind of illness is without doubt one of, if not the worst state of mind a mind can suffer through. It sure made me go to the feet of Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jacob wrestled with God, and struggled until God blessed him. While old Jacob lasted only one night, I on the other hand, have been clinging to the feet of Jesus Christ for the last 18 years. And when I forget about by position, and start doing stinking thinking, he reminds me in a way that always gets my attention. The attacks are not often and are not nearly so severe anymore and the panic is gone. But I know what, where, and how to get back on track. I long to always be in his will. Anxiety is nothing to fear anymore. At first I thought I was being cursed for all my past sins, but now I believe they are a blessing. I use the uptime to pray a lot, and the Holy Spirit lets me know who and what needs prayer. Anyway all the exercise must have made my heart muscles stronger, because I'm still here, praise God. Time did take its toll on me, however, and all the extra walking, sometimes four or more hours without sitting down really wore me down. I developed something called sleep apnea, where about 20%, or more of the time spent sleeping I wasn't breathing. This is not good on the brain or body, and could be responsible for some extent for Alzheimer's disease. I have been diagnosed, as having a very severe case of sleep apnea. Another life-threatening disease? Yes, and someone might think that I would have given up by now, and just waited to die. But not me. I just keep on, keeping on, with prayer, and faith in Jesus Christ, my blessed hope. After four years of pacing back and forth, around and around, my lungs pumped a lot of air into my respiratory system which appears to have stimulated my circulatory system. This in turn appears to have given my heart an extra amount of pumping to do, thus exercising the muscles around my heart. I think it was in 1997 that I was examined by a local physician for a pinched nerve in my left shoulder. The x-ray however revealed a more serious problem my heart had become enlarged. I commented that a lot of people had said I have a big heart. The doctor wasn't impressed with my levity. Treatment would be expensive and thanks to a lot of my greedy ex-students, who didn't care treatment was not possible. So here I was again faced with a dilemma. What to do? Well I can tell you I had no problem this time. I just went straight to the Lord, Almighty God, prayed for His intervention and healing, then waited in faithfulness on His timing. 
about a year later in another place at another time I was getting my annual physical checkup, when lo and behold, surprise. The x-ray showed my heart back to normal. Medically impossible. What do you think? I'll go for the Lord's mercy on this one also. God is so good. I have been diagnosed as having angina pectoris, which if you know your medical lingo, is a fatal disease characterized by paroxysms of intense pain and a feeling of constriction in the chest. I have used the nitroglycerin pill, and the nasty stickum on patches. To tell the truth I was more afraid of someone punching me in the chest and blowing us and everyone around the block to kingdom come. Ha! Huh. Just kidding. I was 49 years old back then. Are you getting the picture yet? If not let me accentuate. In 1974 I was given only 5 years to live. In 1985 it was down to angina pectoris. Then in 1986 it was an enlarged heart, later in 1987 my heart was diagnosed as normal. Now if that ain't God, there is no truth, but I am telling the truth, which can be proven by existing medical records. Check it out yourself. Yes I have been diagnosed as being totally and permanently disabled, but I'm not dead. Now in my opinion, that's a great deal. I would rather feel the pain in my legs and feet, than to not have any legs and feet at all. Besides if I have to go I would much rather go by heart attack, than cancer. Dear God, let me live to go up with you in the rapture. I have no complaints, should have been dead years ago, but here I am by the grace of God I am actually working harder and longer hours since I retired than I ever did before. But now I'm working for Jesus Christ, and that's the big difference. My boss is great. I'm on his time, and in his time. Friends the things we look for in all the wrong places, are usually the wrong things in the first place. I know it may sound like I'm preaching here but I am just telling it like it is, like it or not, the truth is the truth. And the truth will set you free. For example in 1979 before I entered graduate school at Northwestern State University, the night I retired from a small syndicate job as chief of security, I was a bouncer in two nightclubs, sounds important doesn't it? Ha! Huh. Anyway at my going away party I had a run-in with drunken brawler. These two fellows were arguing outside the club and I went out to keep the peace. No one was hitting anybody so I just told them to behave, and I returned inside. Then one of the fellows slipped and fell on the steps of the entrance, scraping the side of his face badly. He was so drunk he didn't even feel the pain. It wasn't until he arrived at his home and saw himself in the mirror. His wife asked him what happened and he thought that I had hit him. The next thing I knew he had driven all the way back to the club. I was still talking to the other fellow when I was hit from behind. Well almost from behind, Actually I turned to ask what he was doing back and he caught me with a good left hook. The punch didn't hurt, but embarrassed me and hurt my pride. Imagine me getting hit with a sucker punch, how humiliating. I looked at him in astonishment, and disbelief, and the knucklehead tried to hit me again with his right hand. I wasn't having none of that however, and I blocked his punch with my left arm, caught him coming in and threw him with Epen signage. This judo technique works great in most situations, but in this case I happened to be standing on a four-foot porch, and as I stepped in and around, lifting him up and over my shoulder, guess what? Yep. You got it. Being intoxicated myself my balance was off just a tiny bit, and my right, or was it my left? Well anyway my foot stepped right into empty space. Consequently, I fell head first into a freshly pruned bush, with a 175 pound man crashing down on my back and neck. It was a miracle that my neck wasn't broken. Not to mention the fact that the bush was like falling face first into a Punjab pit. My face looked like I had been shot with a shotgun. At the hospital emergency room the doctor thought I had been shot, they were looking for pellets. Ha! Huh. I sure was a mess. I had lost my second fist fight in 40 years to a bush. How do I explain that on my record? So what do you call this experience? Luck? No way.
It was without doubt, in my mind, another incident where God covered my silly behind. That same month I was experimenting with a new technique I had developed to make sure it worked in real life. A full Nelson hold from behind, and the throw went sour. I told my assistant not to let go, which tilted the premises in favor of the attacker instead of keeping it neutral. I threw, he obeyed my last command and held on instead of acting naturally and letting go to break his fall like I expected him to react, and my neck went boom. A damaged fifth and sixth vertebrate, which later became a herniated disc, with spires ouch. Talk about pain. But that was nothing compared to what Jesus Christ suffered for me, on that cross. You just have to do what you have to do. If, you survive, you live with it. The pain is never more than we can endure. God will give us relief, or a cure. So, with all this stuff dumped on me by myself, what did I have as diagnosed by the psychiatrist? Generalized anxiety disorder with recurrent anxiety attacks. Also dethymic disorder, and intermittent explosive impulse control disorder. Add to this all the other stuff and you have one crazy mixed up individual. But God can use all things for good. The faithfulness of God our Father is tri-multi-megafactual. One need not just rely on blind faith, as some skeptics call it. One need only to have eyes to see and ears to hear, the truth is here. The truth is there, everywhere, right in front of us, all around us, all over us, and inside of us, if we allow it. The things that I personally experienced in my life when I became born again are multifaceted. How much faith must I have when all I believe in, has been shown true by my God through Jesus Christ. Faith is said to be a belief in something unseen, a belief that does not rest on logical proof or material evidence. However in my case, there is so much evidence of proof, that the Holy Bible is true, and word for word, the infallible word of God Himself. So what I believe is a proven fact. Not just faith. I have experienced firsthand so many signs and wonders or miracles that it's a fact jack. Allow me, if you will, to elaborate by listing just a few things God has done in my life, through His Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Martial Arts Styles This month we look at Shaolin Chin Na. It is also known as the seizing art of Kung Fu. This art comes from the Chinese words Chin, Seize and Na, Control. Chin Na relies primarily on grasping, pressing and twisting sensitive parts of an attacker's body. Those parts include joints, nerves and muscles. The aim is to stop an attack and control an opponent without doing serious injury to them. Chin Na has four aspects, Fen Jin, dividing the muscle, Tsuogu, misplacing the bone, Bi Chi or Duan Mia, sealing the breath or vein, and Tian Shei, cavity press. Many martial systems include Fen Jin and Suogu as fundamentals. You'll find similar defenses in Jujutsu, Aikido, and Hapkido. Chin Na defenders control an opponent by attacking joints and muscles. A basic tenet of Chin Na is grasp and twist. Bichi and Du and Mia are more advanced. They include cutting off an opponent's oxygen supply to the brain or lung. Tian Shei involves the use of internal power or external penetration to specific nerve points in the human body known as cavities. It can lead to temporary or permanent paralysis, loss of consciousness, and even death. The location of many cavities are kept secret within Kung Fu styles. Some martial arts refer to Tian Shei by the name Dim Mok. It is not our intent to share martial techniques which could permanently injure or kill an opponent, so we will not deal with Bi Qi, Duan Mia or Tian Shei in this article. We will look at dividing the muscle and misplacing the bone. Suo Gu involves placing stress on an opponent's joints. This leads to an unhinging of the joints. Whether the unhinging is an unnatural twisting or a total dislocation of a joint depends on how hard and how far the chin na defender twists. The defender can use Tuo Gu to control an attacker through pain to the joint or by stopping the joint from functioning. That usually means a breaking or dislocating of the joint. 
The primary joints for Tsuogu are the jaw, hip, elbow, wrist, finger, waist, knee and ankle. Fen Jin involves grasping, twisting and pressing a muscle. Doing this will cause an attacker to lose the ability to function with that muscle temporarily. The chin na defense will stop or at least hinder the attack. When a chin na defender attacks a muscle by grasping, twisting and pressing, the limb the muscle was moving is forced into an unnatural position along with the muscle. The injury to nerves and the overextension of the muscle lead to pain and temporary paralysis. Examples of limbs affected are arms and legs. A chin na defender works with seven sensitive zones in the body. They are leg, waist, chest, arm, hand, shoulder and neck. Each of the seven zones have multiple attack locations. For example, a chin na defender can grasp, twist or press at several main points on an attacker's hand, including between the thumb and forefinger, nerves alongside each finger and several nerves on the back of the hand. Chin na has its own type of training. It includes fundamental stances, like horse and mountain climbing, basic hand forms, like tiger, dragon and eagle claw, and basic hand strikes, like stiff fingers, pointed fist and one knuckle. Chin na defenders train to build strength in their hands, fingers and wrists. They catch heavy objects in midair. They do push-ups with their fingers. They grasp air vigorously hundreds of times. They also build up their wrists, arms and shoulders through a variety of one-person and two-person exercises. The idea is to increase their ability to quickly grasp, twist and press an attacker's joints or muscles. The goal of chin nod technique is to do it by feel rather than by sight. Feel is quicker and more sure than sight. It helps to practice with people of different sizes so the sensing of the technique is fast and smooth. Basic techniques include grasping, twisting and pressing of fingers, wrists, forearms, elbows, shoulders and knees into unnatural and painful positions. The chin nod defender can control the attacker through ever-increasing pressure on the joint or muscle or by releasing them after applying the submission hold. A compassionate way of dealing with people will guide us in making the best decision in each case. Taking God's Grace to the World Join our Grace Martial Arts Facebook community. Grace Martial Arts Copyright 1990-2018